0: Welcome to the panel on RNZ National Kia mau Koto mai Coming up on the programme there's a lot of talk about using the Black Fern's momentum, uh, that we have a window to act now and capitalise on the success. Uh, a parade has been offered. What about a payment that just after four? Waka Kotahi NTA, they proposed wide ranging speed limit decreases on state highs around the country, keeping us safer. That's the goal. National says Labour's plan is to slow us down. What do you think? Also today, a report out uh, by Good Shepherd Financial Services that Buy Now Pay Later was commercialising the social safety net and how in these pretty tough times can we not think about touching that saver? Also on the panel this afternoon... An item in the ABC takes us back to the times when waterbeds bed, water were quite the thing. And I've always wanted a waterbed. bed. haven't broached this with my wife, Tabitha, yet. So if you have a waterbed, what was it like? I'm keen to hear from you. Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, BBC Moran, who is an urban strategist and founder of Places for Good Boopsi, kia ora.
1: Kia ora, kue, Rock-
0: Wallace. And Dean Hall, CEO of Rocketworks. Dean, welcome to the programme. Kia ora. Very good to have Boopsi and Dean with me this afternoon. Now to this. Yesterday, we talked about what crossings would uh, you like, a bridge or a tunnel across the Waitemata? And I rather jokingly said, hey, what about a cable car? But then some people got in touch and said, well, some cities have installed it as a major part of their transport. So, for example, La Paz City, quarter of a million people, they have gondolas arriving every 12 seconds on a 10k long network. It's been called an aerial subway system. But could you have a gondola across the the way to Matar? And we got an email from one Gareth Heyman, whose firm Dopemare is involved in, guess what, cable car design. With us is Gareth Heyman, the CEO. Welcome, Gareth. Good to Wallace, thanks so, for having me today. Pleasure, and it turns out a number of cities do add cable cars as part of the mix, not just for tourists.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is a trend that's been happening for the last uh, 20 plus years, uh, mostly in South America. Uh, as you mentioned, in La Paz, Mexico City, Venezuela, uh, and it's starting to move out into the Western world. Um, so we've got London, uh, uh, Portland, Koblenz as just a few examples.
0: I was amazed. I went on and looked at Lepaz, the Paz, the, the gondola system there. I mean, this is not a tourist system at all, eh? This is actually an urban transit. This is how um, thousands of people get around the city.
2: Yeah, it's, it's stunning what they've done there. Uh, in only about six years, they built the system. Uh, it's 30 kilometres, 10, 10 different lines. Uh, they transport over 250,000 people a day. Um, and it's really transformed the way that that city moves.
0: So, Bootsy, you've been to around, what, 400 cities around the world, is that right?
1: Yeah, about so, in 30 countries.
0: Incredible. Yep. Have you been to La Paz?
1: I've not been to La Paz, okay. but I've ridden a few gondolas. Where? Uh, Roosevelt Island in New York City, and then in Grouse Island, to, to the mountains in Vancouver. Um, that held about 20 people, but my curious curiosity would be, do the gondolas that we're thinking for an alternative crossing, would they hold scooters and bikes?
3: Oh, good one. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. I think that's uh, one thing that people um, quite often uh, don't quite realise is that the gondolas there that we would use to go across the harbour would be 20 to 30 passenger cabins. Wow. It uh, so would be very easy for you to roll your bikes
3: in and out of uh, the gondola cabin. Well,
0: in the fact, they do that when you go up the luge in Rotorua. You put your mountain yeah. bikes mm-hmm. in. That's how mm-hmm. you put your bikes up. Dean, what do you make of this? Yeah,
3: same in Queenstown. They do that as well. Yeah, going yeah. down the luge. I, love- I like
0: it. Yeah, you like it? You think? I mean, this is it, uh, Gareth. I mean, uh, the issue here is the eye-watering costs of a bridge or tunnel. So we're looking at around about um, 15 to $17 billion. Could an urban gondola, and be serious with me, be serious, could it be part of the mix in Tamaki Makaurau?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things, uh, key things there is, is the cost. I mean, generally, a, a gondola is about one-third of the cost of... Uh, Light rail on the ground, um, so uh, in pa- uh, a recent project in Paris is a good example that that's costing around $50 million per kilometre. Um, so it would be quite cost-efficient to be able to get across the harbour. Um, and the other part of the mix as well uh, is the build time. Uh, Minister Wood over the weekend said that he wanted to have something in by the week, uh, by the end of the decade. Uh, this, this is a realistic option to actually have something in with by the end of the decade.
1: Another problem, though, would be if, if something happened on the bridge and the bridge got shut. What that would be an alternative problem, I, I assume. When you have the gondola it would as be your a only
2: solution, wouldn't it, to be able to get across?
1: I you guess. could get across, <laughs> Gareth. Um,
0: Four point two kilometre line across the Waitamata Harbour, you, it, costing around two hundred million dollars. Uh, have you broached the subject with the uh, uh, with the powers that be?
2: Uh, we have, uh, When I think um, there was a little bit of media attention earlier on in the year, um, and I suppose so we're waiting for the uh, uh, Wadaha, uh the Crossing team, who's just been put together, uh, and we'll be uh, hopefully talking with them shortly.
0: How amazing, because I, I, as I understand it, your firm, it's, I mean, it's an international firm, and in fact, were you the ones that built the network in La Paz?
2: We are, yep. Wow. We are the firm okay. that
0: built that. All right, so you know what you're doing. Yes, we do. I quite like it, Dean. What do you think?
3: Oh, I like it, but I love vehicles. So, you know, I like Lego vehicles, everything, trucks. Yep. I look at the trains under our building in Commercial Bay. Um, so, so you know, uh, cable cars, the whole lot of it. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I'll, I, 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 I'll, I'll go I, on I'm the <laughs> first one across. I'll sign Dina up right and I. now.
0: Boopsy doesn't sound yep. like a fan, but I am, and Dean yep. um, is. I'll sign up because I'm a big fan. Of the, I don't know what it is, Dean, about the gondola. What do you think it is? It's part romance, isn't
3: it? I just want to know how fast it goes. Yeah. Gareth? Is there a speed mode? Uh, we can do between 18 to
2: 25 kilometres now. 25? Right. That's you and me, Wallace. <laughs> we're, we're signing up for 25
3: kilometres now. What do you reckon?
0: A bottle of bubbly. Dean and I, the
3: first one. Mayor. <laughs> if you're listening. Who's driving? <laughs> that's, that's the worry. <laughs> this is wonderful. Uh,
0: okay, here's another one. Um... Wallace, will gondolas accommodate power wheelchairs?
2: Mm. Absolutely. It's the same as a bike or a scooter. Uh, they'll be able to roll in, roll out. There's no uh, uh, there's no barriers to be able to get on board. It's completely level loading.
0: Mm. Now, someone said, Lynn says, I have ridden the cable car system in La Paz. Uh, and by the way, if you've just tuned in, we are talking to the person, CEO. And but the company, the Austrian company, they are the people that built this massive system um, cable car system in La Paz, it's very efficient and very cheap to use, just like taking the bus, except you travel uh, above the houses. So it is like, and I guess, um, speaking of that issue around inequity, it addresses the issue of equity, doesn't it? Because um, uh, it was designed, the one in La Paz, it was designed as a system that everyone could use, not just for the wealthy.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's um, one of the key things with the low investment costs as well, with the low ticket price. I mean, uh, that one in La Paz, for example, it costs 50 cents for a ticket and it pays for it by itself. There's no subsidies
0: from the government. Very exciting. Gareth, nice to have you on. Thank you very much. Very good. Now, uh, look, really large response uh, about waterbeds on the panel. We have had a waterbed since 1985, have had only three new bladders. They mostly get damaged when we have emptied them when shifting. We've had to get the last one specially made 15 years ago, as they are a thing of the past. I love my waterbed, so the uh, grandies are only allowed in it for morning mama cuddles. So um, I, haven't, I I really hope uh, Tabitha isn't listening this afternoon, because I've said publicly that I want a waterbed <laughs> Uh, and um, I haven't yet uh, asked whether um, the household will like one, but I want to get your opinion on this, 2101. Is it worth me getting a waterbed? All right. Uh, Time for I've Been Thinking. Uh, Boopsie Moran, take it away.
1: Well, Wallace, I I just got back from international travel after three years seeing my Fano back in the States, and I was wondering how people transit from the actual airport to where they need to be. And so, for example, in New Zealand, in Palmerston North, even at the train station, once you're at the train station, there's no way to get from that train station to the city centre or the urban centre that is Palmerston North. So there's other parts of New Zealand and other parts of the world where it's either really easy or really hard. And I've been pleased to hear that the link is really great now from the domestic terminal in Auckland. But I'm just curious. um, I've been thinking a lot about how we can make it easier or where it is easy and where it's hard. Where do
0: you start is a disgrace,
1: isn't it? Um, It's getting better. I think from two days ago, I helped two German travelers get a hop card in the city because they couldn't find out how to get it at the international airport. And their comment was, the city looks so modern, but I can't believe how hard it was to get here from the airport. It's Um, just
0: so difficult. But
1: we're on on the up. I just think if we look at how many cities have done it for 20 years, I found a ticket from Shanghai where I went 420 Ks an hour from Mm. the airport to the city center. And that's 20 years ago. So like we're talking about... Um, gondolas. There's so where, ways. We where's can an it
0: example that's good? Where, where where were you over the holidays?
1: Uh, where it was good is San Francisco. SFO mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. and the best part. So, having hope. L A. Everyone talks about how they can't wait for the light rail to the city. They're saying soon you'll be able to take public transport to LAX. So to hear L A. people get excited about yeah. an easier way to get to LAX, uh. it makes it. But SFO is seamless. And you can pay cash, you can pay a credit card. Amazing. Um and you have two different modes. You'd know
0: about this. You're a well travelled person there, Dean. Uh, yeah. Even Sydney. Sydney jump on yep. the train.
3: Yeah. Off I, the off the plane, into train. I think it's easy for us to keep blaming blaming politicians, but I do think it starts with us and people have got to stop that whole, you know, not in my backyard thing. We just need to you know, get out there. With bulldozer, carve a line, check it in. Um, but yeah, I know it's quite that easy. Throw the RMA aside, well, it's, uh, out well, Throw mean, we,
0: democracy aside, Dean, and just bulldoze people's
3: homes. Well, maybe I you said it was well, not me, but yeah, no, I think um, uh, you know it's, it's a difficult one, and I think we keep kicking the problem to someone else. Um, but uh, super important um, to have those arterial connections.
0: Would you support uh, a better line system out to Auckland International?
3: I would. Um, yeah, I think I famously said in Dunedin I was going to it you know, if I was in charge, I'd, I'd bulldoze <laughs> all the old buildings except a couple. You'd Keep a couple. So I'm maybe not the best person to ask.
0: <laughs> Progress. Yeah, good on you. All right. Uh, thank you, Uh Dean Hall, I've been thinking, what's your IBT, Dean?
3: Uh, my big one is about listening, particularly for leaders. So with the whole Twitter meltdown drama um, that's been going on, there's been some really good examples of how it's not, as a leader, I, I watched this really good presentation about the importance of listening to um, your staff, uh, because it's actually your staff that are responsible for providing your products and services to your customer. Um, and it, it was really thought-provoking. And I, I've had to do a lot of learning around listening. I'm not sort of a natural listener, really. It might be a big surprise, um, probably not to anyone who knows me. But so it was something I really had to work on. And so I think uh, for all the listeners out there who might be in leadership positions uh, uh, or working with other people, you know, I think it's, it's a real skill you've got to practice. And, and I think uh, there's a real teachable moment maybe from the Twitter drama about, um, about listening to your staff and realizing you're in it as a team. And it's not just about listening to your customers and then maybe, you know, pulling down your team at the same time.
0: Well, you're a CEO, so lesson well learned. that list Because listening, what a cliche, it's such a skill, isn't it?
3: I, I think it's a skill and you have to Sitting practice. Sitting down, and, yes, yeah. Yeah, and you have to consciously practice, or at least I did. Um, so, yeah. I, I, think I think
1: carving out time, right? It's carving out meetings and having those one-on-ones. And,
3: and being real conscious about it, always. Very difficult, I think. Um, and I, and doing, doing even courses. I gave a point. very close friend about
0: 10 years ago, the red card, um, mm-hmm. a person, a clo- very close friend, who used to talk and talk and talk and not listen. I sat him down and I said, mate, you talk too
3: much. But was it well-received? No, he was shocked. Oh. He sat down and he, mm. was, he,
0: was, he was stuttering and flabbergasted. I said, you talk too much and you never listen. You never listen once. And he went all red and he phoned me up about a week later mm. and said, you're right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's no, good. It's, it's a con- I think it's something that you have to consciously pick up um, and, and constantly think about and practice.
1: Yeah, and totally, I think, as someone who also is notorious for talking a lot, which is why I guess I'm able to do this kind of stuff. But I think it's really important to give those time to people mm-hmm. when they... And mm-hmm. a lot of my work is amplifying voices, so I listen a lot more now and spread that.
0: No. Good on you. Boopsie Moran and Dean Hall, me this afternoon. Do stay with us. Tuesday afternoon, lots to take in till 5 p.m. Right here, the panel on RNZ National.